Welcome to Healthy and Happy, a program sponsored by the East Jamaica Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and aired right here on NCUFM, your education and your wellness station. We have so much lined up for you this week, so we invite you to stay tuned. I'm Adise Jonas Murphy. Rejoice in this Thank you so very much for joining us right here in studio. It is healthy and happy on your education and wellness station, NCUFM. Joining me in studio today is a friend of mine, Paula Roden. She serves as Corporate Finance Officer at the Andrews Memorial Hospital, and should I say so much more. <laughs> Paula, welcome to Healthy and Happy. How are you? I am fine. Thank you. Good evening to you as well. No problem. Thank you, my dear. So, you know, we're focusing on the topic, friends, when you lose a loved one. I know many of you, you heard that you're probably on your way to the kitchen and you stopped or you're on your way to the bathroom and you stopped because you heard the topic. It's one that many of us can relate to because I'm certain that death has come close to us. We've lost a loved one, a brother, a sister, a spouse. This episode will be focusing on the impact of the loss of a spouse. And Paula is here to share with us uh, this evening. Now, Paula, something happened to you approximately, well, almost five years ago. Yes. A life-changing experience. Could you tell us what it was? Well, uh, five, almost five years ago, my life changed significantly. Mm-hmm. I was at work the Monday. I remember it was August 31st, 2015. So there I was at work. Moswan and I, we corresponded via WhatsApp, you know, we check in on each other saying, hi, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Etc. So um, he came for me in the evening and we were talking, laughing, and he was saying that he had a great day. And he was even saying how much um, the security at his workplace, the security guard said to him, but are you a Christian? I, I admire you so much. Keep on doing what you're doing, etc., etc." And he had reached out on Facebook to a lot of persons and they were responding to him, asking him, one actually asked him for his number. Mm-hmm. So we were joking and saying, hmm. He was just telling me about his day, etc. So we stopped in Sovereign and we got some stuff and we were eating and sharing. And he was even saying, Paula, take some more, no, take some more of my food. And I did. Mm-hmm. And the evening went on. I was reading the book Patriarchs and Prophets mm-hmm. and he was doing a Sabbath school lesson and he was also talking with his brother. So I said mm-hmm. to him that, you know what? I'm going to go to bed because my eyes were running. I was tired. Oh, you're at home now? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I left him. I was sleeping and he was up still. So for the morning, I woke up in time just to see him passing, you know, walking to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So in my head, no, I was just going to relieve himself to come back first of worship to get ready to go to work. Mm-hmm. So I just rolled over and was lying down for a while. And then I heard this sound, this thud. Mm-hmm. Um, immediately nothing clicked mm-hmm. but then it's like after a few seconds I was like that sound right that uh, that sound what was that mm-hmm. I was saying that if anything should have fallen in the bathroom mm-hmm. I wouldn't give that sound how close was the bathroom to the bedroom um, just I, around the corner just, down the passage it's not around the corner because the bedroom was just right there uh-huh. and the bathroom door okay so it's not far mm-hmm. so um, I got up and I just pushed the door open because it wasn't locked, but it mm-hmm. was closed. There he was on 
the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, as if, you know, like when somebody has fit and it was just, mm-hmm. you know, jerking. Mm-hmm. And I was asked, I was talking to him like, what is it? What's wrong with it? Are you hearing me? What, what's happening? And absolutely no sound at all. Mm-hmm. No sound, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing, nothing. Were his eyes so open? Was he his conscious? His eyes were open and they were just going around, going around, going around. Mm-hmm. And um, nothing, no, no sound, nothing coming from him in terms of he couldn't talk, he couldn't do anything. So I went for help, and we got him on the bed. By this time, everything was happening. I was just standing there. I had just finished a course at my workplace on how to help persons when they have heart attack, etc. Mm. And I was told how the eyes would look when the person is gone, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. So I was just, I was terrified because I wasn't sure what was happening. Right. And I, I was saying, is it something that I could have helped, it was something that I could have prevented. Mm-hmm. The first thing I did was I took the phone up and was trying to call his mother. Mm-hmm. And the phone probably fell out of my hand about five times because I was just... You're nervous and anxious. I was mm-hmm. just, you know, I, I couldn't find the numbers, I couldn't find anything, I just, phone was just falling and then, you know, something just came over me and like, you know, I just got a hold of myself and I called his mother, I said, could he meet me at Andrews now? Damien fell, I found him in the bathroom. I'm not sure what is happening. Meet me at Andrews. The neighbor who came and helped, I just put it, we put him on the bed and, you know, trying to, because he went to the bathroom to relieve himself. So he, he was mm-hmm. a, still a bit off mm-hmm. dressed. So we were trying to put his clothes on to rush out to take him to the hospital. And before that, everything was just happening right in front of me. You know, I've never seen somebody die before, but I've heard about it. And what I've heard was what was there happening mm-hmm. in front of me. And I, I don't know, that morning was, was horrible, was terrible. Mm. Um, we managed to get him in the vehicle. By this time, I know that he had gone. Mm. Um, but we're just trying to see what else we can do. Mm. I don't know. You know, you know the person gone, but you're trying to see mm-hmm. if you can put back some life, something. So got him in the vehicle. I held him up. You know, he's bigger and taller than myself, so he used to keep falling. So I was holding him, put his head around my neck, and I was holding him. My phone was going off, off. By this time, I called Elder Morgan. I called mm-hmm. my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And everybody was just rushing to meet me at Andrews mm-hmm. to see what can what can be done. So on our way there, it's like I transformed from this terrified person into somebody who was just sitting down watching this unfolding mm-hmm. on television because this was not happening to me. Right. It's very surreal. This is not happening to me right now. So it's not me. I'm just watching something that's happening on the TV. We drove to the hospital. The porters came and they took him and they rushed with him into emergency. And the doctors, nurses, everybody gathered around him, putting stuff on him, trying to see what they could do. So all this time I was still there and I noticed when they backed off. And I know why they backed off, mm-hmm. because he was gone. Mm-hmm. And I was just there pacing, walking up and down, walking up and down until the doctor called me in her office and I knew why she was calling me and I know what she was going to tell me. Mm-hmm. I went and we were there talking for a while. You know, she was just, so how are you doing? What happened? And... I knew what she was going to say to me, but um, I just sat there mm. and I was talking back to her and then I get the sorry mm. story. He's gone. 
which, as I said, I had known before Mm -hmm. there because I was beside myself. I wasn't Mm -hmm. myself. I was Mm -hmm. just there. Um, My coworkers knew him very well. Mm -hmm. And so they came. um, The outpatient apartment was filled to capacity. Mm -hmm. Persons were there. Persons were screaming, crying. By this time, his mother came and his sister and his brothers. And they were all there. And I was still seated there, just Mm -hmm. lost totally. Mm-hmm. And then I was just sitting, just there. I started crying because mm-hmm. at that time things were just coming back Being, to me to say yeah. that this happened. I started crying, but I couldn't even cry because I had no energy at all. Mm-hmm. I was too weak to cry. By this time, Ella Morgan came, Pastor Nathan, persons from church. He went to St. Andrew Technical High School. Mm-hmm. Persons from all over, NCU everywhere. The entire mm-hmm. hospital was mm-hmm. filled with persons come in asking because they can't believe this thing with the Bible about you being here today and tomorrow is not promised. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have seen that right in front of my eyes. So let's live into it. Let's pause for just a second. Was there any clue at all, any sign, any anything that you can probably think back and say, boy, you know, the night before him never looks all right, but you know, you guys probably turned a blind eye to it. Was, was there any indication over a period of time that he wasn't feeling well? I okay. have not seen any, haven't heard any. Mm-hmm. What was the cause of death? Aneurysm. Break that down for some of us. Um, it's a very weak blood vessel uh-huh. in the brain. So it's like it got worn out and it just burst. Some person's mm-hmm. own, um, some person might be like ruptured, so there's a little seep, mm-hmm. and maybe blood started to leak from it. Mm-hmm. And some person's own just. Wow. I spoke with the pathologist because he said that um, 90% of persons who die from it, you don't know, there's no sign, there's no symptom. Mm-hmm. It just happened. And, or if you find out, mm-hmm. those that are the ones who are privileged to get a leak, right. there's no guarantee that you will live either. Mm. And upon it bursting, even if you have a doctor in your back pocket, mm-hmm. um, it's something that takes you out really fast mm-hmm. because within 10 to 15 minutes, minutes he, he was out. Yeah. So um, it's a massive brain right. bleed. Yeah, not only a massive brain bleed, but also a massive change in your life, Paula. Absolutely. You were married for how long? For seven years. Seven years. You grew with this individual. You were evolving mm-hmm. with this individual. You loved him uh, mm-hmm. very much. What did this do to you? How did this affect you? Some days are, I was like, I'm not sure where I'm at. As a matter of fact, um, for a while, I didn't even know the days of the week. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the time. I don't know if today is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, because mm-hmm. I had a temporary loss as it relates to time and dates, etc. At that time, our daughter was five years old. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, actually, my dad had passed 10 months before. Oh, wow. So... It's like I got a double whammy, per se, mm-hmm. because the last Sabbath that I spent in church with Damien, I was sitting beside him mm-hmm. crying for my father because mm-hmm. um, the person who was doing the prison worship looked so much like my father. So I was sitting there crying, and he was asking me if I was fine, and I keep saying that I'm, I am okay, mm-hmm. even though I know I was, you know, wasn't. But mm. I knew how concerned he was, so I just like, I'm fine. Yeah. But I was really crying for my father. Mm-hmm. That's the Sabbath. Right. Not knowing that, that he, he was going to pass the Tuesday morning. 
right. I didn't even uh, remember the fact that you guys had a, a five-year-old. So mm-hmm. in all of this, what's happening with your daughter? The day he died, was she at home? No, she wasn't. She was staying with his parents because mm-hmm. it was coming to the end of the summer. Okay. Oh, so, so she wasn't there. <laughs> but then um, he kept saying that he misses her. And we said, like, we're getting her weekend because his mother said that they spoke in the day, the same Monday before mm-hmm. he passed. Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't miss JJ, you know, because we call her JJ. Mm-hmm. And she said, she said to him, what? You, won't you guys pick her up on Friday because Monday school? Right. But then he said, maybe. So his mother said she didn't really read much into that because she knew that we're going to have to pick her up on Friday to take to school. Mm-hmm. So she didn't read much into that. At that time, she attended the Jamaica House Basic School. Right. And when we were passing there the Monday morning, mm-hmm. he said, oh, gee, I'm not going to see Jada's school report. And I said, oh, you mean huh? you're not going to see Jada's school report? I said, school will be open on Monday. So that's the following week. So you'll see her school report. So I didn't really read much into that either. Mm-hmm. But he didn't get to see it. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get to see her. So believe me, at times I wonder if, there if, was, he knew. if he knew something. Because he said to me, he sent me WhatsApp messages that I still have. Mm-hmm. And the morning he said to me, he said, Paula, he's like, you can manage, you will do your thing. You always do, you always, you know, keep, he's like encouraging me, continue to keep your head up. You know, when you have, when you wear your naturally, and I love when they catch it up in one and stuff like that. But just keep doing it. You know, it was like, and it was after everything happened, then I was like, putting everything What was together. he saying to me? And the funniest mm-hmm. thing is, at that time we were driving in from Maypen, and sometimes we run late, so we do devotion in the car. Mm-hmm. And I was reading about death and dying. Mm-hmm. It was our last devotion. Mm-hmm. And about a young lady who was grown by her grandmother, but she died, and she was mm-hmm. telling her daughter now that. One day, when we get to heaven, we'll see grandma again, and we'll never, never, ever part again. So I was reading that, but he was really quiet when I was doing it. And I asked, do you mean you're listening? And he said, yes, man, I'm listening. But it's about death and dying, and I find that really strange. Oh, our last devotion was about that, and that he would have just mm-hmm. gone the following morning. Well, well, if you are just tuning in, you're listening to Healthy and Happy, sponsored by the East Jamaica Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and aired right here on your education and wellness station. I'm having a chit-chat with Paula Roden. Paula is sharing with us on this topic when you lose the one you love. Paula was married to her husband, Damien, for seven years and woke up one morning only to deal with the fact that he was dying. Mm-hmm. You know, something very difficult, but um, it's something also that many of you or listeners can relate to. You probably would have had a loved one or a close one who passed away. It's something that's very difficult to deal with, but we want to be as open and as real and as relevant as we can. And we're grateful to God that Paula has chosen to share her experience uh, with the world today. So Paula... Um, So the doctor says he's gone. You're sitting in the waiting room. What next? Did this shatter your faith? Did you start to blame God and say, why did you not want to interface with anything religious or spiritual? How was your faith? What happened? Well, what happened is that it only got stronger. I took the side that God is the one who made us. He decides when we go and If he was the one who made us and he gave us seven years to live together and seven is perfection, 
mm. as it relates to God. I'm looking at the fact that he could have given us seven days or seven weeks or seven months because I've seen or heard of stories where mm-hmm. persons just got married probably on the way to any moon one of them passed etc or even on their way to the church to get married mm-hmm. so in all of this I'm still grateful to God mm. that he had given us seven years it wasn't seven perfect years but I had a very very good husband mm. very very good husband mm-hmm. right so I'm grateful to God and I asked myself why you know because when I said the whole thing unfolding that morning I was saying, no, this cannot be. I was saying, God, I just lose my father, which I'm mm. still not over. Mm-hmm. This is not real. You, you know, that's that's the side that I said, this is not real. It cannot be because why would you do this? Why would you allow this to happen to me? Mm-hmm. But then again, I said, why not me? Mm-hmm. You know, the strangest thing is that exactly a week before that, I was doing devotion at church because I used to practice the at the time on a Tuesday evening. Mm. Remember, I died Tuesday morning the following week. So I was doing the devotion with the choir members and I was saying to them that we should be thankful in every and any situation, even if you lose something as small as a finger or something as impactful as a spouse. I said that mm. the Tuesday evening, a week before. So the Tuesday morning when it happened, um, about the Wednesday came back to me that I'd said that mm. and I had to kneel down in tears and everything mm. and thank God for mm. the life that we spent together as hard as it was mm-hmm. because I did tell them that we need to give thanks in every and any situation so yes God I knew God was there he was there for me with me mm-hmm. through it all because it's a whole lot. There's a whole lot of things like these. Mm-hmm. Um, a lady, a culporter, brought a book to sell me. The 25th, I remember it was Petey, and she came with a book. And it's a devotional for women. And I said to her, why at this time? I was saying, half of the year has passed. Why you bring mm-hmm. this book to sell me? August. This is before. We're looking, mm-hmm. we're looking to December now. It's a week before you passed. Mm-hmm. However, I was just spinning, flipping through the book, and I realized it was a very good book. Mm-hmm. So I bought the book nonetheless, even though I remember this is August, yeah. and the book um, is from January mm-hmm. up to this. I bought the book, and I believe she was sent there by God mm-hmm. with this book to sell to me because that book has been my everything thereafter. It was like God exactly was just holding my hand, saying, walk here, put your foot there, that, that. The book every day, the message in the book, was, was relevant just holding me up, very, very relevant, mm-hmm. very relevant to what was happening in my life. I remember there was this night I was there because I have some nights where I just, I was just like cry, cry, cry. I couldn't sleep, so mm-hmm. I had to get sleeping pills, etc. And mm-hmm. I was a skinny, mm-hmm. you know. So I remember one night I was totally, totally out. I was just there crying, 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 crying. And I said to myself, I said to God, God, I'm going to open this book. And whatever it is that you want to give me tonight, I'm going to open the book and whatever it is, I'll hold on to mm-hmm. it. And I opened the book and the topic for that particular day was, woman, why are you weeping? And I said, God, what do you mean? What, 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 what do you mean? Why, why, why am I weeping? Mm-hmm. You know, and I read it and it was basically saying that I am here for you. In spite of everything that is happening mm-hmm. to you, weep not. I am here. Um, the morning after the man passed, I woke up to the song. 
I know the sun will shine again. So I was just hearing things, reading things that are just, you know, mm-hmm. so I know that God was with me mm. throughout and I just hold on tighter to him because yeah. there are things that Damien wanted us to do together. And it's like, I feel like I'm the one doing it now. Mm-hmm. You know, because a couple of days before that, he was saying, Paula, Jesus is coming soon. And he wanted us three to go on the road to give out tracts and to encourage people to come to church, etc. And he said, Paula, I just feel like going on, on, on the road and just shouting out, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. That's what he said to me a few days before. Mm. And he's like... He's not here anymore to do that. So I know the onus is on me to keep the fire burning because that's mm-hmm. what he would have wanted. Amen. And so I will not give in or give up. Mm-hmm. Yes, the devil may knock me down, knock me over, but my mm-hmm. intention is to go see my father mm-hmm. and my husband again. Amen. So my faith has only grown stronger. Yeah, there may have been times, and you hinted at it earlier, where you experienced some amount of um, loneliness. Mm-hmm. What were those moments like? Um, one and two, did you have a, a support system? The moments of loneliness, my daughter and I, you know, she was smaller at the time. And so she would have fallen asleep really fast in the evenings. Mm-hmm. So she's gone to bed and I'm there looking reading, having no one to talk to. The house in Maypen, my daughter always said that the small chair is hers, Mm -hmm. the double seat is mine, and the three-seat set is is her daddy's. Mm -hmm. You know, so whenever I want to to relax, I would stretch out in that one. So I'd be like sitting there and looking over to say something, and that seat is empty. Mm -hmm. So I had to just rearrange the entire place. Mm-hmm. Because he's not there anymore. On Friday evenings, we used to listen to your program. And mm. I stopped listening mm-hmm. because he wasn't there. And mm. it, would, it would just feel like, you know, family time and somebody was missing. It would cause me to just cry and cry. So I stopped listening that. Mm-hmm. There's some gospel songs that I just couldn't play anymore. They were his favorites. Um, I never lost my hope. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lord thy God, etc. Mm-hmm. So some of them, I stopped listening, kneeling down to praise, like, it's just crying. Yeah. Crying. Just once I, I kneel down, I just start crying. And my daughter was like, mommy, I will pray. Mm. You know? She said, mommy, you don't pray. You cry too much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I go to church. Well, I remember this particular Sabbath that... Um, I got up to get ready for church and t- just turn in mm-hmm. and this picture, because the pictures are still up. They're still there even though, mm-hmm. our wedding pictures. And I turn and I just look up at it and that was the end <laughs> of it. <laughs> that was the yeah. end of it. I couldn't go to church. But aside from that, I go to church. I still do my thing because, mm-hmm. as I said before, this is just a bend. It mm-hmm. is not the end. Right. And so... I know God is there for me, uh-huh. and I know He's with me. You know, and I said to Him, I said, "God, please give me the strength that I need, because I know I cannot do this mm-hmm. on my own." Mm-hmm. So I pray and ask, and believe me, my brethren at church mm-hmm. and family—they have prayed me up. I don't know how I survived for funeral day, mm-hmm. but I knew it was because of prayer, Amen. the prayer of mm-hmm. my brethren, mm-hmm. because that day was a rough day, but mm-hmm. I held up because mm-hmm. they prayed. Amen. They prayed for me. So with everything that has happened, yes, there are days, but I asked the Lord to help me mm-hmm. to get through those days. And um, what I did, I, I became very active. Mm-hmm. So even though I was active before, I took on a whole lot of stuff more. 
so I have too many things to do to sit down and and to, to and move over my situation. Yes, there are times when people come to me, but it doesn't really last mm-hmm. long. And we're thankful that you're a part of the East Jamaica Conference, Masquara, my dear. But in addition to that, um, you you spoke a little bit about the 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 realness of the issue you were facing in this case, grief. There are times you just, you broke down. I think mm-hmm. sometimes there's a misnomer or misconception that, you know, as Christians, we're always strong. No, we're not. And we're not supposed to grieve. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's just a misconception I probably have or, you know, others share. Speak to that element for me. Um, how important is it that we grieve and grieve in healthy ways? It is very important to do so, you know, because um, some, sometimes some persons will tell you that they'll get sick, really sick. Mm-hmm. Because I think, I think that happened to me. And I think why it happened to me is that I was trying to hold strong for my daughter mm-hmm. because I'm not sure. Sometimes we went to counseling, but, you know, you cannot always know what is happening in her little head. Right. And as it relates to taking her to school after, mm-hmm. she was very close to her daddy. That's the first thing. So when I take her to school, she would hold on to me and she would cry and she would cry because she didn't want me to go. She didn't want me to leave her, etc. Mm-hmm. because I was told that she was thinking that I probably won't return for her mm-hmm. because one parent is missing. So she has this fear that I'll just leave her and probably don't come back either. Mm-hmm. She's not fully understanding what happened. But what amazes me is that because my, my dad had passed before, I explained to her what happened. So when her dad passed, she said, oh, he died just like grandpa. Mm. So she, she knows that he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. But then she's saying that I'm the only person she have now, so... She can't, she can't let go of me, and I'm there reassuring her, Jade, I'm coming back for you. Mm. I'll be coming back. This is, you're coming here to learn, and mommy's coming back. I love you, and I will, I'll never leave you here. I'm coming back. And so you have to tough up in mm. order to encourage her and to reassure her, etc. And then after that, no. Mm-hmm. I have turned away my face and just walked quickly to the car mm-hmm. to put down my cry, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because I have to be there for her. And so as a result of that, it's like I can't even cry around her. Mm-hmm. Because it makes her sad mm. and she goes into this little depression mode. Right. So I have to be like stronger around at all times. I, I feel like I couldn't get to grieve, to mm. cry or I want to. So at nights when she'd be sleeping, That's I'd be hope crying. And as I said before, because of the fact that I was there when her father was basically going through the process of death, mm-hmm. even though I turned over my face, I can't believe it. Um Whenever she's like beside me sleeping, mm-hmm. I was saying I can't even find a peace anywhere because she's beside me sleeping, mm-hmm. and each time she breathes, mm-hmm. I'm remembering yeah. what was what happened, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, if if she rolls over on me mm-hmm. and I'm trying to fix her, I remember fixing her father. Wow. So it's a whole lot of things just coming mm-hmm. back, um, driving to school or to work. Mm-hmm. There. Are points on the road that I remember we were talking about this right here. Flashback moments. There's a whole mm-hmm. lot of flashback. There are nights when I just remember everything that happened from the house mm-hmm. to the hospital to when the parliament came for him mm-hmm. to funeral. Like, and you work where he died. It's crazy. I went to the outpatient department one day and it's like September 1st came back and everybody was 
in the area and mm. noise and screaming and I was suffocating. I had to come from come there. On. Paula, listen, we're going to have to um, invite you to come back, but we are so happy that you've shared your experience with us. Listeners, this is just even the, the tip of the iceberg that Paula so has like, shared. Her story is just so amazing because it, it's not her who kept herself throughout all of this. It is, mm-hmm. of course, the protagonist, God. He's always Absolutely. the one keeping us. So for those of you who are going through your trying moments, you may have lost a husband or a wife. Um, you know, it's tough. But the same God who carried Paula through will take you through. So this is your assurance this evening. We hope you were blessed by Healthy and Happy. And um, we're going to bring back Paula another time. So fret not thyself. Uh, but join us next week, same time, same place, as we, of course, bring to you another edition of Healthy and Happy. Thank you, Elder Vaz, for your time and, of course, your continuous uh, efforts here on the program. On behalf of our entire production team, Amadis Jonas Murphy, God's richest blessings. Somehow forgotten that you are faced with circumstances you can't get through. Right now it seems there's no way out, and you're going under.
you made 